genre. Got it. Got it. We are recording. All right, last minute. Last minute. Okay. We We solemnly swear we're up to no good. podcast that's overanalyzing the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Draco. And we are wrapping up the week with our good friend Scott Corelli. Welcome back, Scott. I am so happy to be here. I am uh, excited to see not Hagrid. Not Hagrid, yep. <laughs> oh my god, we I think we had that that episode not Hagrid because we mm. saw the guy with the creepy I think Ronnie you even Coltrane used mask. that picture like you freeze-framed it uh-huh. and like found the one frame in which it looked really yep. freaky. <laughs> uh, let me let let me tell you uh, that guy that he so okay, so I said I said I don't know if it was I think it was during another minute this week about the the stunt guy that I said stunt guy that was <laughs> right. young Hagrid. Um this guy Martin Bayfield, who's who's not Hagrid, uh, is a stunt guy. Ah, but he's also the stand-in for Hagrid. That uh... when they need him to look like particularly tall, but he does stunts for like he did stunts for all these movies and like Wrath of the Titans or something like that. That oh, okay. that makes a lot of sense because he's terrible at like lip syncing. Yep, it's not it's not great. <laughs> it's it's. Oh man, they, I I think they were really uh, hoping that his face was going to be darker than it is because uh, it 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 doesn't look good. It is so obvious that Robbie Coltrane is uh, ADRing this, and it's um yep that it's not this guy. <laughs> yeah, that it's not even it's not even it doesn't even sound like it's in the same room. It's just nope. It's it's not good. It's so weird. Yeah. It's so weird. He's just tall and shaggy. His hair shorter than it is now. He doesn't have a. It looks like he doesn't have the beard at all. Like to be. He's supposed to be thirteen, of course. You're right. I'm just remembering he's beard? only thirteen. He's only thirteen. Even if he's half giant, like I still. forgot. I forgot that he's only thirteen. Oh my god, he's only thirteen. What? He's so big. Yeah, he's only thirteen. He's a third year. Wow. Actually, I guess he's he might be fourteen at this point because it's the end of the year. It's June. But like, yeah, he's he's a kid. He's a little boy. I mean, I definitely knew some burly high schoolers, but uh, not I middle mean, schoolers. He's half a giant. <laughs> I I honestly think they would be better off. They would have been better off like just because Robbie Coltrane. He's not wearing a real beard. Like he's normally clean shaven. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and stuff. So like, just put Robbie Coltrane in there. Keep him in shadow, just like you are with this guy. But then it would sync up better, and you'd have the voice like yeah, in, and everyone in would be like, yeah. everyone would be like, yeah. I mean, where are you going to find a young Robbie Coltrane? We're not going to well, hold it against you. It's they fine. didn't do they didn't do a young Richard Harris <laughs> in the last minute. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they just used Richard Harris, right? Yeah, that's true. But but Richard Harris at uh, at a hundred versus Richard Harris at at you know <laughs> like sixty five. It's like well, yeah. that's not a huge. There's not difference. a whole lot of difference yeah. there. I guess he's still an old man. He's not thirteen. He's not playing Dumbledore <laughs> that's at thirteen. True. That's no, true. No thirteen year old Dumbledore. What do you think thirteen year old Dumbledore would have been like? Uh, 
He's thinking about what year that'd be. I don't know. 1902. No, it's, I don't know. No. It'd be like the... I think it's like the late 1800s. 1890-something. Little kid. Little Dumbledore. Little Dumbledore. Little Dumbles. <laughs> Little Dumbles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that just makes it sound super cute. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, I don't know where this is necessarily... Like, I guess this is just part of the dungeons, but I don't know where they are. This is like a random room. What is this room? This doesn't look like a broom closet. This just looks like a. I know. I was like, I was wondering that because like I don't I like is is Hagrid like living in here? Is this? <laughs> I don't like. He's, <laughs> well, he's, he he's, needs a special room. No, Hagrid's like sorted. Hagrid's yeah. like in a house. He's a he's a he's a he's a yeah, Gryffindor. But he's, he's sort of an out. He's like the black sheep of but the he's house. Like out, yeah, an outcast. Like because he's obviously he obviously cares more about animals than about his people. Uh, his people. Is he was he sorted into Gryffindor or is he a Hufflepuff? I, I think he's a Gryffindor. I almost misspoke and called him a Hufflepuff because he definitely strikes me as one. Yeah. But uh, but I th- I'm pretty sure he's a Gryffindor, actually. Okay. Like, by the hat. Well, see, um, see, well, there you go. So I bet, I bet, because he, because the hat, you know, does the thing that it does where it's, like, yeah. sorting people because it, like, knows your future and everything. Because um, it's, like, this weird all-knowing hat. But, like, so it, it obviously knows that he's got some like huge heroic moments in his future um, that are like, you know, more Gryffindory, but yep, I supersede I, whatever happens while he's here at school. Right. But I think that that's why I think he has like this other room is because he probably came to Hogwarts being like, Oh man, I can't wait to get sorted into Hufflepuff. Just like my hero Newt Scamander. And then got sorted into Gryffindor and was like, I have nothing in common with these people. Like, I love animals and they don't really care about them. Like, they think they're fine, but like, they don't, they don't care about magical creatures like I do. They don't love them like I do. Right. Yeah. And so he probably just felt like an outsider. Yeah. Well, because Tom, Tom even tells him like, he's so dismissive about like, this is, this is a a creature that, that Hagrid's been taking care of. And Tom says, well, a monster's no, like no good as a pet or something like that. Yeah. And, And it's just like so dismissive of like. The relationship that 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 Hagrid has with this creature, yeah, right. He calls it a monster. Like it's not Aww, even just because it's a spider. Just because you don't understand it, yeah. It's also really, it's also really, really silly to me that that Tom is giving Hagrid advice about possessing a monster. Yeah, right. It's like uh, considering he just used the basilisk to murder a girl. It's like pot kettle. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so it's so bad. Mm. For the record, I just looked it up, and Dumbledore would have been 13 around 1895, so. No, that was a good, I sort of estimated the 1800s, right? Yeah. That's not bad. First you said 1902. I did, and then I said 1890s. I I, I rewound a little bit. (laughs) I like that, 1895. Oh my god, Dumbledore would have been going to Hogwarts while, like, while the Jack the Ripper murders were happening. Oh Mm. my goodness. Wow. (laughs) That'd be kind of scary. He went... He went to Hogwarts in Victorian England. Oh my God! You know what? Jack the Ripper was wow. probably an evil wizard. Was a dark wizard. Yes, <gasps> yes. That's why that's, no one caught him. That's why no one caught him. Yeah, totally. They get exactly. darker. They get darker as they go. Each progressive murder got more and more like sinister. Because he was removing people's oh my organs God. and stuff. Like yeah. this is like real necromancy or something. Yeah. Like real sinister dark arts. Or stuff. he was, and he was like ripping people apart to like try and figure out muggles, like what makes yeah. them different oh. from people. Oh. 
Yeah. I wonder. Um, I don't like we've that. talked about different kinds of magic, like stuff that comes that was, up in other. That stories. was a whole lot of emotions. Uh, uh, I, I know. I know. Wonder, like that's me. Just a bundle of emotions. Like the Greek, like reading people's entrails to tell the future thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's fascinating. Oh man, now I just want to like rewrite all the Jack I, I did, stuff I've I did done. like a huge report. It was like my, one of my favorite projects I ever did in high school was that I did like a huge report on Jack the Ripper. I did too. Like I think the I think the assignment was like, oh, pick something within the past like so many hundred years that was like a really like important like a really like interesting historical thing. And my friend had already beat me to like the the uh, the invention and the, of the production of the atom bomb okay so i was all like damn so so i ended up picking like one of the very first serial killers and i ended up doing jack the ripper we had to do a project about victorian england and i did a research paper on jack the ripper and it was like 17 or 18 pages when i was done with it yeah and then in in my senior year i had to do one of those tri boards is that what it's called yeah yeah for my senior project i i decided to like take that research project and then i wrote like a fictional like in the mind of jack the ripper diary for for jack i still have that somewhere but it was twisted that was hardcore to write but now i kind of want to go back and redo it but do it as like he's a wizard a dark wizard write it in the wizarding world yeah oh man that's just so. I just want. I just want Dumbledore in like Victorian era clothing. Just all posh and right. pompous, dandy, dandy. Yes, <laughs> dandy Dumbles. He's, he's a dandy boy. Well, little there is there there is that one picture of uh, of of Dumbledore and Grindelwald, right in eighteen ninety nine, where they're like that's right, true, standing next to each other, and Dumbles has uh, some. He's he's definitely got some uh, some some fancy clothes. Some fancy. He's, he's definitely very dapper. Oh, puffy great. shirt. I like it. Yeah. Gotta have the puffy shirt. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. Now I was lo- I was looking for this picture and that totally. I like, know. Like you're like you're like I want to see the picture. I know. I know. <laughs> it, like it was a surprise, and then it wasn't a surprise that they cast you, Law. No, not really. I like I like the I like Jude Law. I think it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Well, so for some reason, ever since because of Doctor Parnassus, I ended up like linking Johnny Depp and Jude Law together. Okay, because they work well <laughs> off each other. So then I was thinking, like, oh, Colin of course Farrell. it's Jude Law. Colin Farrell was in that too, right? Yes, he was. So there it's so interesting. <laughs> so it's kind of funny that they all get kind of associated together. And then we get Grindelwald and uh, Graves and Dumbledore. Yep. It's just like it's like what. The- you... The trio reunite, reunites. Hmm. It's like, how'd this happen? If Heath Ledger was alive, he'd be in there too. Oh, man. Oh, man. Heath Ledger is young Dumbledore. Wow. I know. Ooh. I was thinking that too. <laughs> that would be fascinating. Mm, interesting. Especially having him come against. Like, would we still do Johnny Depp is, is, is Grindelwald if Heath Ledger was Dumbledore? The only thing I would well, the, I think the, the thing I would change around, about so maybe. the thing I would change about Grindelwald is the is the whole like dumb like I'm gonna have this dude morph into this dude thing. I know I yeah. I really liked Graves. It should have just been like one guy. Like yeah. yeah. But, oh well. Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll see what the maybe there's more for Graves as we get later into the maybe maybe it seems like he was someone before Dumble before right? Grindelwald became him. Yeah, like he didn't make him. He up was already or established unless he's been in the U.S. for a long time. Yeah. Oh. Well, even Doesn't even like then, it. I I don't have we ever seen a wizard create a persona before? 
The closest like to, we get to that, like, that the degree. closest we get is um, when when Hermione turns into Bellatrix Lestrange to go into the vault. Uh, Ron sort of like changes his hair and he grows like a he like has like a goatee and like they like change a little bit of his appearance, but not like in a major way. Yeah. Mm. And then when Harry and when Harry and, and and Ron and Hermione get caught by the Snatchers, Hermione does a spell. That, well, I think she does like a stinging charm or something on Harry. So Harry's face blows up and he looks more heavy and he doesn't look like Harry Potter for a little right. Yeah. But beyond that, like, not really. The only other person I can think of that might be able to do that would be like Tonks. Yeah, right. And that's because she can just like change her appearance at will. At will. Right. Away. Mm-hmm. right. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I anyway. No <laughs> yeah. Weird the, stuff. That's off topic. The, no, none no, of those things nothing. are in here except for a Fantastic Beast. There is a Fantastic yes, Beast. Yes, there is a Fantastic Beast. No, we, we can't, like... <laughs> and Tom knows just where to find it. <laughs> we can't excuse, like, the Robbie Coltron... Uh, Robbie Coltrane <laughs> fake. Coltron, I know. He is a robot. He's a robot. Robbie Coltron. <laughs> the, the, uh, his, the, the horrible face, like, morphing that's not Robbie Coltrane. Oh, yeah. Well, they don't do the, like... It doesn't look like they do the creepy, like, Robbie Coltrane mask. No, thank goodness. Moment. They just, like, dim the character a little bit. Like, no, we're gonna put him in heavy shadow. That mask, that mask in the first movie was scary when we saw it. It's so it. horrendous. It's so bad. <laughs> Who has that now? I don't even know. Use Get it to, somewhere. <laughs> I would use it to scare children. Like, <laughs> bring it around Halloween. It's uh, it's so interesting. Tom confronts Hagrid. And he says, like, I'm going to have to turn you in. I'm sure you didn't mean for it to kill or harm anybody. Like, you, you can't have... <laughs> Monsters don't make good pets. And it's all just like... We because we know the truth about Tom. Yeah, it's all just like, oh, you're just saying the shit that yeah. someone should be saying to you, buddy. But yeah, just spitting the whole thing, like, because he knows he he's well aware that it's not Hagrid, but he's mm-hmm. playing it like he's so sure. Well, he's just so manipulative, you know. Oh, it's evil. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder, like, I would be so interested to see, like, the, the, the interactions that Tom and Hagrid have had the rest of this year. Like, previous, like, how did he find out about Aragog and, like, all that? I don't know. I would be interested to know that, but I just, it's not important to the story we're telling here now. Honestly, I think he, I, I just think he saw Hagrid sneak away and he was like, oh, I could, I could dig up some dirt I should follow him yeah yep. and i'll yeah, follow him yeah. yeah that makes sense Boo. i think he's always i think he's always looking for leverage this kid mm-hmm. yeah the upper hand yeah yep. he he goes further and he says well, the, the dead girl's parents are going to be here tomorrow and this is something i really want to talk about oh my god do you think myrtle's parents ever come and visit hogwarts just to see their daughter I don't know because Myrtle Myrtle's a mudblood, so her parents are are muggles, right. and like I don't I don't know what Hogwarts would be like for like it's weird. Maybe there's like a weird like permission thing, right? Like we the in Hogwarts of history, it talks about how um, I think Hermione mentions this in the books. It talks about how if a muggle were to like come upon Hogwarts, the protection charms around the school make it look like it's just an abandoned, like a broken down old castle. Like it, it's supposed to like discourage muggles from approaching it. Right. Is there like some way to like lift that? Does Hermione's parents ever come to Hogwarts? 
They're parent-teacher conferences? I don't think so. <laughs> parent-teacher conferences. Right? Like, what? otherwise, why would they need to? Parents come to your school for, like, either you get an award, you're graduating, uh, yeah. they need to pick you up because you're sick. I don't know. Some weird excuses like that. So, like, why would they have but, like, a yeah, in the hospital the wing and they don't show up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think they're telling... The parents of these kids that are petrified that their kids are being petrified, to be honest. They, That's they, problematic. They have to... I The parents have to come to Hogwarts. At some, like, why would they let their kids come here? Like, I... Uh, the muggle families, you mean. Yeah, right. The muggle families. Because they know nothing about this world, and then they're just yeah, sending the their kids here? Get, do they just get, like, a letter? Or does someone have to show up to collect the muggle-born kids? Oh. The way that, like, Hagrid came for Harry. For Harry. Because, like, if you just send a letter via Owl to a muggle, and it says, like, oh, your kid has magic, like, we're inviting them to this school. Like, like okay. They don't know like, anything. How to get there. Yeah. Uh, how to buy the supplies. Like, none of it. Like, what What? What do we do? <laughs> I mean, is there, is there maybe another... There's also a layer of, like, do I believe that this is real? Is there another, like, sheet of parchment that's there for for only muggle-borns that and Harry, explain Harry more? Didn't, Harry didn't get that because Hagrid came himself. Yeah, who, who, who's to say the other ones didn't have it? I don't know. You don't know, because only because Hagrid comes and has to retrieve him physically. I have no idea. So maybe for muggle-borns you get, like, a, another sheet of parchment that explains more stuff? Maybe. I don't, know. I don't get the impression that Myrtle and her parents interact, which is sad. Mm-hmm. No, I know. But I don't know. How quickly did her ghost manifest? Like, Bin's, like, died in his sleep and then got up the next morning to teach. And went, like, he yeah, walked and out of his body. Work. But, but, like, I don't know for Myrtle. Like, did she, she, she died, right? Like, she saw the ghost. Like, so does the ghost show up, like, later that no, same day or the next like day? It doesn't seem like anyone or... even asked her about, like, how she died because Harry, when Harry asks her later, she responds in a way that's like, a, oh, no one's ever asked me that before, kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe? I don't know if I'm extrapolating from... Hmm. God, how do ghosts work? What is... We what don't, it what doesn't is make a ghost? <laughs> I don't know. We know that the soul exists because Voldemort splits his into multiple pieces, but, like, is the ghost, like, the soul? Or is it something... Is it made of something else? Like, what... There's when, so many and, questions. And when does it manifest? Like, how long does it take? Why does it manifest? Yeah, why does some get, do and not others? Um, we get a very brief, as far as the, like, some do and some don't thing, we get a very brief discussion in the book that I'm sad doesn't happen in the movie. After after the death of spoilers, Sirius Black, um, when Harry gets back to school, he he goes and looks for nearly headless Nick to ask Nick, like, is there a oh, chance yeah, that yeah, he's yeah. going to return? And Nick says, like... I think he, he, there's a couple things. On one hand, Nick seems to imply that, like, there's, like, a preparation that goes into it. Like, you have to, I don't know, that doesn't make sense because Myrtle wouldn't have been prepared. Yeah, no, not at all. Neither would have Bins, like, Bins wasn't expecting to die. Um, But also that, like, it's a choice. Like, you can choose to move on or you can choose to stay behind and, like... Does Sirius have anything worth staying behind, staying behind before? Like, it seems like once the decision is made, it's made. Like, you choose to stay, you're staying. Like, that's Like, you it. don't get to go. You don't get to change your mind later. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's always the impression that I got from it. Mm. And that, that in that sense, like, 
maybe Myrtle's here because it's it was a traumatic death. She wasn't expecting to die. It was just the like, I don't know, this horrendous experience. Yeah, I don't think you're expecting to be murdered when you're no that age. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. we've talked about how she in the book she talks about how like she went to the she was upset by Peeves and so she went to go like she was gonna she she was co- gonna come to the bathroom to to like kill herself and then she realized that she's a ghost and. That's impossible. But, like, it sounds like she was a suicidal little girl when she was still alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. If Myrtle had taken her own life, would she have become a ghost? Oh, I don't know. I don't I... think that matters for a ghost. Right. Probably I think not. I think the thing I'm most interested in, all of that is interesting, but I'm, I'm definitely most interested in how long it takes for them to manifest. Like, why do they manifest when they do not so much that like, why are they a ghost? I mean, that's interesting too, but like specifically, like why does she manifest? Why did she manifest the first time she manifested? Like why at that moment, what caused that? I don't know. It's interesting because like, I don't know because the, the, as far as like, is, I think I keep coming back to this idea of like Ben's like dying in his sleep and then waking up the next morning to teach, like just walking out of his body. It doesn't feel like there was like a long delay for him. Right. It's literally the next morning. But I don't know a about few hours, like, maybe any other ghosts, if that's the case. That happened in that way. I don't think, I don't think that Myrtle was there. The ghost Myrtle was there when her parents arrived to collect her body. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was when her after her body like left the school? I don't know. Did she manif- did the first time she manifest was it in the bathroom or was it wherever her body was taken? I I find it very hard to believe that she would have manifested shortly after her murder and no one would have asked her about her murder. Yeah, I can't I, right. I can't it can't, you can I, communicate with the ghost and that seems like yeah, like, if they <laughs> went to collect thing. her body and, and her spirit, her ghost was there, you would just be like, what happened? Like, yeah. Right. Who killed you? I don't know, but I saw a pair of great yellow eyes over there by the sink. Like, oh, let's check out this sink. <laughs> right. Right? Like, oh, that's weird. It doesn't, yeah, because when Harry asks, it doesn't feel like anyone's, like, bothered to Ever that. ask her? Yeah. yeah. Which is weird. It's like, no one gives a crap. I don't know. Does Dumbledore know that Myrtle's in the bathroom? The students know. The, the students know. He has to know. Like, I feel like he has, like, eyes and ears all over that school. I would think so. I have no idea how omniscient he actually is, but he definitely seems to be. That's mm. how he likes it. It's weird. <laughs> uh, so, Hagrid mythology. protests. Ghost mm-hmm. mythology. Yeah. Hagrid, Hagrid protests. Aragog never hurt nobody. He never killed no one. Never. That's what he says. And so Tom, like, casts a spell at the box. I don't know if he thought that this spell was going to, like, hurt the spider inside. I don't think he was trying to, like, let it escape. Like, that doesn't seem to have been his intention. His intention was, like, we're going to catch the person who did this. And so, like, if he could take the monster Maybe try to... try to bind it. Or... Yeah, right? Like, if yeah. he could capture the monster, I think that that would be even more effective than just being like, oh, it was Hagrid. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, what evidence does he have? Once the spider, like, leaves after this minute, 
what evidence, your evidence? Yeah. does Tom have that Hagrid is responsible for these events? The monster's gone. Mm-hmm. Aragog escapes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's based it's on a one, lot of it's, uh, it's his it's his word against. It's got to well, be. There's, there's a lot of prejudice against the fact that like Hagrid is his half giant. It's, it's the only thing that makes sense to me of why they would accept Tom's word over Hagrid. This has to be. It's got to be Dippet. Right? Yeah. This is Dippet's choice. He's the headmaster. So so Tom, mm-hmm. even though Dumbledore is suspicious, Tom must go to Dippet. He's a prefect, and Hagrid's a half-giant. And is like, oh, this kid, this third year, was responsible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like, Dippet... Who do I Dippet, believe? Dippet really likes Tom, too. Because, again, yeah. Tom Tom is that sort of charming sociopath. I mean, he did the same thing to, uh, to, to Slughorn. 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 Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So... He knows how to, you know, talk with and schmooze and manipulate these uh, these adults, these dumb adults. Yep. And uh, Dumbledore can see it, but he doesn't have the influence to like prevent prevent it from happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It's weird. Like, what happens to Hagrid after this? I don't think he goes to Azkaban. He's thirteen. No, he just gets expelled, right? And yeah, then, he does and- get expelled. But he, he doesn't the, become the groundskeeper right away because Dippet's still in charge, and I don't think he'd want that. If he wants to get rid of and expel Hagrid, I don't think he'd... I think keep it's, him doing I something else. I think Dumbledore else. brought him back. Yeah, no, I think I think he went and did... He went and got a job wherever he could, and he ended up getting a job that was sort of like a groundskeeper somewhere else, and then eventually ran into Dumbledore or whatever, and he was like, you know, we need a new groundskeeper, and brought yeah. him on. That's that's what I always envisioned happening because, you know, being a groundskeeper, like you still need to know stuff like you still yep. need to know how to do that stuff. Yeah. You can't just put anyone out there. Um, so I imagine that that's what he did between getting expelled and uh, getting There's hired so by Hagrid Dumbledore. story I would love. I would yeah. love to see like what happens to Hagrid between these years when he gets hired. I want to I would love to find out like how he gets his umbrella. Oh, wouldn't it, <laughs> wouldn't it have been awesome if maybe Dumbledore like called up Newt and was like, "Hey, this kid got expelled. <gasps> can you I like love this? Can That's you like cute. take care of him like for a while because he loves you and he loves creatures <sighs> and you could teach him cool stuff." I love that. That makes Aww. me really really happy. And so like Newt like kind of adopts him for a little while. I, I want that a lot. Oh, man. I just want, like... How long after Big the old de- 13-year-old Hagrid next to Newt and just, like, grab him in a bear hug. <laughs> like, thank you so much. Uh, sorry, I'm looking... Wow. Okay, okay. The famous duel between Dumbledore and Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. Happened in 1945. This is 1943. This happened first. What? Yeah. What? This happened two years before Grindelwald was defeated. Whoa, 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 whoa. So we're going to go like another 20 years in these Fantastic Beast movies? That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? Wow. Wait, wait, wait. So then they're going to have to recast Tom Riddle at some point, right? Maybe. I don't know if we'll see him or not. He'll just be a student at Hogwarts. I don't know how much presence he'll have in the story. I don't know. 
That just changes things, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. Wow, I didn't know Newt Scamander was uh, was related to Luna Lovegood. That makes a lot of sense. Her, um, she marries his grandson or great grandson or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rolf Scamander. Rolf. <laughs> Rolf the dog. Yep. <laughs> Uh, there's only one little thing that I, I meant to talk about earlier in this minute, but like when when Tom gets to the door and he opens the door right before he confronts Hagrid, Hagrid like is mumbling something to to Aragog in the box, and I replayed it like a bunch of times to hear what he says, and I'm pretty sure he says to Aragog, "It's gonna be hard out there." It's like he's talking him out, talking him up, so he can like eventually let him free out. In the I wild. think. I think it's, I don't think it's an eventually. I think it's like, someone just died here, and I can't have you around. Like Yeah, you need you to go. Were, like, I think that he was setting, like, he was about to let him go. I think that that was his intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Tom caught him before it could happen. Damn. Yep. I think you're right. Which sucks. Yeah. He almost like, got so- away with it if it wasn't for that rascally... <laughs> If it wasn't Rask- for that meddling kid. Yeah. Wasn't it for a rascally Tom Riddle? Meddling Riddle. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. That's so wild. The timeline here is really just like, just figuring out that Grindelwald's not going to be gone for two more years just blew my mind. Right. You're like all focused on that now. It's like, oh. Yeah. I thought this was done. So not only is he like, he he's reading Tom, right? Last minute, like Dumbledore's very aware that like Tom's got something going on. But it's like a... Oh, I see this guy in you. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, like, Tom Riddle might have been respo- like inspired... By Grindelwald? By Grindelwald. Mm. Like, in a more personal way than I thought about before. Right. Because it wasn't this guy that was, like... Be- that was a dark wizard that was defeated before his time. Like, no, it's like, what is now? He witnessed the rise to power. Like, yeah. he was... I mean, he was still young. He was 16. So Grindelwald, the threat of Grindelwald was already present when he was born. He was born into a world where Grindelwald was at large. Yeah. That's um, fascinating. A- according to the the Wikipedia, it says that Hagrid did become gameskeeper like immediately upon his Whoa. expulsion. That's surprising. That is yeah. surprising because isn't, I mean, because Dippet's going to be around for a little while still after this. Yeah, yeah. It says it says the then Transfiguration teacher Albus Dumbledore convinced, uh, still convinced <laughs> that Hagrid was innocent. Uh, then convinced, wow. then headmaster Armando Dippet to give Hagrid the job. So horribly, but I know what of, you mean. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Of uh, yeah, to give Hagrid the job of gamekeeper. Interesting. So, yeah, so he convinced Dippet to do it. So I my guess is that Dumbledore must also be responsible for like making sure that he kept the pieces of his wand and mm-hmm. all of that. Uh, he just Dumbledore collects people because he's already <laughs> got Newt in his pocket at this point. And now because like Hagrid sort of owes Dumbledore everything because he was given a life after he was expelled from Hogwarts. Dumbledore's always had an army. His Dumbledore's army. Yeah. It's just that Newt and, like, Hagrid were, like, early on. Yeah. Like, the first. Yep. The proto army. Well, it's weird because the the three of them, the three of, I don't know what the relationship really is between, actually, I mean, it's a very similar one. Newt was also expelled Mm -hmm. and then had the ear of Dumbledore. Like, Dumbledore liked him and gave him stuff to do. And uh, when he gets Snape under his thumb, it's the same sort of thing. It's all sort of manipulative. 
it comes from it seems to come from a sweeter place for for Hagrid, but it's still a like he's oh, still the he's still the uh, master manipulator. Yeah, yeah, he's playing the same game. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dumbledore has his army, and Voldemort has the Death Eaters. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah, but at least Voldemort's up front with his manipulation. I mean, not so like, much. Like, we talked about, like, the little verbal chess we had last week. He's very, like, dece- he tries to be very deceptive and cunning. He's very Slytherin-like. He's not very good at it. No, I think he's great at it. I just think that Dumbledore can read read him. Dumbledore's, Dumbledore's just so better. great. Yeah, Dumbledore's, Dumbledore's better. better is what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would hope he's better than a 16-year-old. Yeah, no kidding, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, other people don't read through him. I mean, Dippet's the headmaster and can't see it, but Dumbledore can. That That's because, as Scott pointed out, sociopaths are very charming. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And adults are dumb sometimes. Oh, but and Dumbledore you has pour a personal in, relationship with Grindelwald. So. Right. You pour in the charm to the right teachers. And it works out. And it works out. That's yep. crazy. People like flattery. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's where that goes. I know. <laughs> I can't, I cannot, I cannot fathom that Grindelwald is alive right now. That is so well, weird. Well, Grindelwald, Dumbledore doesn't kill Grindelwald when Grindelwald's defeated. Well, you, you know what I mean. I mean, he's just, he's out he's and about around. right now. He's, yeah. still, he's still active, yeah. That's so yeah. weird. I know. I know. Oh man. Oh man. And like so. <laughs> oh man. So so Voldemort. Voldemort's hero is uh, presumably Grindelwald, and then Hagrid's hero is Newt. Yep. Yeah. That's. I so... love that. Oh, that's great. I love that. It's also interesting. I wonder, like, I wonder if people know about Newt's involvement in like the stopping of Grindelwald. Because all the stuff that we see as far as, like, his legacy just seems to be the Fantastic Beasts book. Right. Well, that's so probably That's probably how he likes it, right? I think so, too. I think yeah. so, too. His brother was supposed to be the war hero. We, we, we've, like, in ancillary material heard about, like, he has a brother named Theseus, I think, that was, like, the war hero. He's, like, briefly name-dropped in Fantastic Beasts 1. Hmm. And, uh... I think he's supposed to show up in the next movie, too, in Crimes of Grindelwald, as far as we've heard. Mm. I think they cast him. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. But I don't know. Mm. So much, so much. I didn't realize, like, how much we would end up discussing Fantastic Beasts in these minutes. But, like, this I, is, it's contemporary to this. I Yeah, I totally did. That's why I picked him. Oh, I that's picked, cool. Yeah, I know. I picked, I wanted this flashback because I knew that there was, like, tons of connections to Fantastic Beasts in this. Yeah. So. Oh, it's, it'll be, it'll be so cool. I don't know. I'm excited to see where those movies go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll be good. They'll culminate with this scene. <laughs> oh jeez. That would be crazy. And they still won't have a real Hagrid. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> They'll bring back Martin Bayfield. They'll hide him in the shadows. So, like I hope you've been practicing your limp sinking. <laughs> Aw. He's just a stunt man. He doesn't normally have to do that. Nope. Right. Nope. Right. You're not supposed to see him. No. Do you have any last thoughts about a uh, Chamber of Secrets, Scott? No, I mean, I think I've said everything that I have to say about choice and uh, all of that good stuff. Uh, I, you know, I'm excited to listen to the rest of the season. And yeah. I'm uh, I'm definitely excited for Prisoner of Azkaban because, oh, oh man. boy. Me too. 
I oh, cannot wait. Do you have minutes already picked out for that one? I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I I really want the Screaming Shack scene. Um, that doesn't big, surprise me. Yeah, like the yeah. big the big reveal of... Of, of course. Yeah. I Well, th- the reason I love that scene is because it reminds me of a Scream movie. Um, oh. <laughs> like, it reminds me of like the big third act reveal in every Scream movie where like the killers are revealed and everything. Um, I don't know. I really like that scene a lot. Nice. So. I uh, I think you're the first person to request that. Sp- I think a lot of people have, like, asked about the Shrieking Shack stuff, but I think you were the first person to reach out to me, like, specifically for it. So I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I think everybody probably assumed I was going to go for, like, time travel stuff, but I've talked enough about time travel, I think, on Back to the Future <laughs> Minute. So. It'll be, it'll be good. It's a different kind of time travel stuff. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get there. I'm excited for that, but... Uh, it's going to be, those are going to be a hell of a discussion. I don't know. We'll get there. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Cool. It's a hell of a Thank movie. you for being here all week, Scott. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. So, no, this was so much fun. I always have, I always have a blast. So I'm glad, uh, I'm glad uh, you were able to make it for it. Do you want to plug uh, one last time? Whatever, whatever you want. What, what do you well, want to plug? Uh, we got uh, just, uh, you know, duelinggenre.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott Corelli and I'm currently hosting Spider-Man Minute right now we just started our second season uh where we're covering sam raimi's spider-man 2 so oh it's good it's so fun so go go check that out uh if you want to you want to hear myself and my co-host zach luna talk about spider-man and and big budget movie making and all of that stuff that's that's what we've been talking about uh mostly and it's uh it's been a lot of fun i i i like it uh toby's peter is a is a doofy idiot and we, yep. we like talking about him all the time it's good stuff yeah <laughs> so oh thank you thank you everyone for listening of course to another minute of harry potter and the chamber of secrets we will be back next week with minute uh 106 a little bit more of flashback before we get into uh questioning Hagrid in the future it's weird it's not this isn't time travel but thinking about it like that like harry's gonna go back to the present harry's gonna go back to the future (laughs) the end of uh next week so come back for that and uh if you if you enjoy victoria and i we have a patreon page as well uh patreon.com slash hp minute where we're doing the quibbler as well as a smattering of other random episodes of uh we've talked about steven universe and Marvel movies and all sorts of other stuff on there. So go check that out if you want more of us. And uh, yeah, come back next week. Have a good weekend. Bye. Mischief Managed. Mischief Managed. Managed. <laughs>